everyone. This is the next episode of Nurse Care on Air, our podcast with Erin de Trinidad and Rebecca de Trinidad. And this is going to be just me today. I um, decided to do one on my own. Erin was a little bit busy with some other activities and uh, responsibilities and deadlines, so um, I wanted to get one out here. Um, if this is the first time listening, then I welcome you, and I'm so glad to have you join our um, our audience. We are a podcast where we like to empower, motivate, and educate nurses. We love to inspire. We love to draw from other experiences and our own experiences and to just let the new nurse and the new nurse that might be um, or an experienced nurse that might be new to a new area to let them know that you know we're here to support you you're not alone and we're always going to be a huge network of support for each other this week's topic i wanted to talk about medical errors basically when you mess up when you have that oh crap moment what did i just do what just happened oh my god am i going to get in trouble am i going to get fired am i is am i embarrassed are my friends going to find out are my coworkers going to find out i got to tell the doctor i got to tell the family all these things go through your head and you're like instead of instead of feeling calm cool and collected you're thinking oh crap and your brain goes splat and i just wanted to be the first one to say that it's happened to me and I won't be the last person it happens to, and that it happens to pretty much everybody. We're not alone in this situation. We're human. We're with the patients the most hours of the day. We're going to mess up. But the important part I wanted to bring up in this podcast is basically don't panic. Um, big or small, it's it's meant to... It's meant to um, it should be used as a tool to not have that happen again. So basically, um, what happens when you mess up? I can start by my own experiences and say that one thing, the first one that comes to mind, I was a brand new nurse, brand new, and I had given a patient some Ativan, and the order was 0.25 milligrams of Ativan, 0.25. So I pulled it up, and you know, I realized that the vial only came in two milligrams, and I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just start with two because um, I don't feel like getting out another vial. You notice that I said two milligrams, so. When I go to give the patient the medicine, I remember thinking two milligrams just seems like a lot. I've never given that much before. So I actually only give one milligram, half the dose. In my mind, I was thinking I was giving a lower dose. So basically I gave him one milligram. The order was 0.25 and the patient didn't really calm down. And I was like, oh boy. Well then he went into respiratory distress and started having chest pain and he started having this big problem. And I had to send him to the unit. And I told the nurses that. I said, um, basically, I gave him one milligram and I was only supposed to give him 0.25 milligrams and I made a mistake. And the brand new nurse said, um, or the experienced nurse, ICU nurse, she told me that the one milligram of Ativan wasn't gonna, wasn't what caused this. He had basically had a heart attack that was coming on. So he should have probably gotten two and a half milligrams or maybe even four milligrams. But she she was an experienced nurse to know that that error wasn't the problem. But to me, I wasn't aware, but I was knew that I was like, oh my gosh, did I cause that person to have that problem? So brand new nurse, I um, was on night shift and 
<clears throat> at the time I didn't even know what what you do about stuff like that but I did talk to you know my my boss and and they said well you know we should let the, the doctor know but they didn't they both knew that from experience that that wasn't going to be a problem that was not the patient's problem and he actually ended up getting more sedation to try to calm him down and gave him pain medicine because he was having a heart attack um that did not deter me but it did help me and it made me much better at recognizing drugs recognizing that if something doesn't seem right like I thought two and a half milligrams was a bit weird of a dose was a weird order so um, that should have clued me in to double check my my order so you stick with your gut you stick with your instincts and then as you learned it as your experience um, progresses you'll be better able to notice and recognize those kind of um, things that go on that you wouldn't necessarily make a mistake again um, Another another thing that um, that one didn't occur that didn't have have any issues that would um, warrant warrant any kind of follow up. But I did have an error one time that um, I was a very experienced nurse and we had used new Alaris pumps and the patient um, was on a heparin drip, so I hung a new bag. And at the time, we had to manually put in the total volume that needed to go back in. So you verify the dose, you verify the total volume, you verify your rate, and um, so I don't know what happened, but four hours later, that heparin bag was done. And we all know that heparin bags don't end in four hours. They're at least 10 hours or longer, 24 hours, depending on the rate. So I knew right away something was wrong. And I'm like, how did this bag just happen? And I ended up having to call the doctor I had to write an incident report. I had to basically say that somehow the pump programmed to the double rate as opposed to the volume. I put the rate in instead of the volume, something like that. I don't even know what happened. So um, any, anyway, we ended up, um, I made that prison report or incident report. And then um, a couple months later, we had a, um, we had a new policy where two people needed to verify the rate in, a, in the chart and on the pump. So that was my next example was it was actually probably an error that didn't want shouldn't occur again and it also is an error that can be can be prevented with some safety checks involved and that is the point I was going to make with this incident is that errors are meant to make people make the situation better whether you've heard of same day, same same sound, same alike drugs or sound alike drugs, similar packaging, um, things like that, we we're trying to get away from that. We have a lot of safety checks for insulin. We have a lot of safety checks for our um, drips and our pumps. We still have heparin safety checks to this day, and. Um, the patient had no side effects. There was no adversary effects with the patient that I had, um, which is a good thing. I have never had to do some sort of error where a patient had harm, so that was that's you know nice for my conscience. But we were meant to these these errors and these reporting these errors are meant to um, help everybody in the situation. So where am I going with all of this? Basically, medical errors um, happen in about 250,000 <clears throat> patients a year or cause deaths in 250,000 plus patients a year in the United States. 
there's about 36 million people that are admitted to the hospital every year. So that is about 9% of the population. Those are all preventable deaths, and I think that's why medical errors are such a big deal, because they're preventable deaths, and it's 10%. It's the third leading cause of um, deaths for inpatient patients. So where do we go from here? Well, a lot of cultures don't feel, a lot of nurses feel that they are in a situation where they can't tell or you have a panic and you freak out and you try to hide it well or you have um you want to make it better really quick and you can't always do that so our mentality should be stay calm treat the situation treat the patient and then make amends meaning make reports tell the supervisors tell the doctors so they can get things fixed um it's it's the best it's the best practice for the patient and for the facility honestly because um if it follows down the road and now you can't explain anything you can't hide anything and it'll it'll come out it'll come out in the wash for sure so what do we do when it happens okay so you've been going around your day you've been doing your thing and you're like oh crap I just made a mistake. What do I do? Like I said, we don't panic. We stay we need to stay calm and focused. And you need to look at the situation in an objective manner. Um, you're the nurse and that's the patient. Is the patient immediately harmed at the moment? Make the patient safe. Do what you need to do to make the patient safe. Um, if you've given too much insulin, you're gonna need to recheck the insulin. You call the doctor and you make sure that you tell the doctor the situation and they can give you orders to follow up and to make the situation right. Um, For instance, they might tell you to recheck blood sugars every 15 minutes for the next two hours, um, give glucose if it goes below 50, something like that. You know, um, and then you'd write an interim report and you just fill in the data. You you say um, patient was, um, insulin dose was incorrect and patient monitored per doctor's orders and you leave it at that. The, the point is, is that you don't panic and you stay focused about what the actual situation is. <clears throat> a lot of times you don't want to tell anybody and that's because you have a fear of being retaliated against, meaning the family or the doctors are gonna get mad at you or someone's gonna know and you're gonna have loss of respect. We don't, I can tell you that I would, I will, um, had that fear at once. You know, at first, being a new nurse, I wanted to be respected. I wanted to be known that I don't make a lot of errors, that I think things through, that I'm a good nurse. But um, you'd be fooling yourself and everybody if you thought that no one else made errors. And if you were honest with your peers, you'll find out that they're just, they've been in your situation before too. And it's, they're actually going to be your allies in all of it, honestly. The, um, the next thing would be um, you would be, you're fearful that you're going to get retaliated against by management or by um, upper senior management, meaning that you're going to lose your job. Um, if, you're in a, if you're in a place where errors are not tolerated, then you should not tolerate that place, plain and simple. 
errors happen. I live in a, I work in a uh, hospital where our goal is zero harm. However, we're also not punitive when it comes to errors. They actually encourage reporting so that we can get to that goal of zero harm because the only way we can get there is to find out how things happen, what can be adjusted, and then if something needs to be done, if you see a pattern of neglect in a nurse, then yeah, you know, you're going to definitely have to have opportunities of improvement for them, and if that's not going to happen, you're, you might have to, you know, get rid of that person that's going to put not put the patient first. We really want the patient to be first, but... In the in a place where your prison reports um, are not, they need to be not mentioned to anybody. They may go to a committee where they review it, and then if something further down the line needs to be involved, they need your input with, then you could be involved with that input. Um, you know, like a like a Q and A, and they you get around the table and you you figure out what could what what went wrong and what could be better. Um, I've been in those before too. Um, a patient didn't get a rotochrome bed in time and the doctor was really upset, but his order wasn't clear, so it wasn't ordered till late. So we all got in the room, basically, um, patient got really sick, you know, he, he um, ended up passing, but it wasn't because of the bed, it was other issues. But all those things are talked about in the session and you worry about, you know, how it's gonna go. Um, you worry about you worry about um, making it better for next time and making orders clearer, making sure you follow up, um, having the bed available or on its on route in case so that if it's a long distance thing, you know that's the kind of stuff we resolved. But um, we still no one knew about any of that other than the people involved. Um, I've made pleasant plenty of prison reports where the patients. Um, or I was not ever told anything past it. No one came to me about it. I never got any any bit of information other than I had made an incident report. So that's the way it should be. It should not be punitive. And if you're in a place where your incident report comes back to you and they punish you for that, then you need to take note of that behavior and that is not a healthy place to work and you should find an exit strategy for sure definitely um know your know the policy and know the rules of your um of your hospital and know that nursing um your state's your state board um policies for that because it they they're not meant to be that way they're meant to they're meant to help learn so um we also don't report medical errors because we feel that um, it makes us it makes us look bad, like we're not good practitioners, and I I understand that fear, um, but it really involves you know what do you what do I think what how do I think I made that error was it because I was negligent I was in a hurry or I had no idea sometimes I you know you have no idea that some, that you did something wrong until someone brings it to your attention and that's when you don't take things personal you keep an open mind you stay professional and you think about the patient first so um, I feel that in this day and age, there's a lot of us out there that really just want transparency. We really want accountability. We really just want to support each other. And it's hard to acknowledge that you did something wrong. And that's 
in any situation, whether it's nursing or it's your friendships or your marriage. But if you can practice doing that in all aspects of your life, it'll become easier and um, more, just more, more of a um, resolution attitude you'll have when they're brought to your attention. So um, I hear all the time, um, or not all the time, I, I hear that sometimes they don't want to report it because it's a pain in the butt to report. I mean, how many times have we not had to do our last minute charting by the end of the day and then we have to stay now another 30 minutes to finish an incident report and it caused no harm or the patient was fine and you just want to leave it alone. I've been guilty of that too, especially in the beginning of my nursing career because I was like, you know, what's no one's going to know. I the patient's fine and it it was just me. So I would say no. I wouldn't do anything about it. And you know, I've learned since that you're not the only one that's had that problem. And if you can report it, if you can even report you've given meds late all the time, maybe they can make adjustments. They're, they're looking for patterns of, of patterns of um, behaviors that then, then we have proof that they can make an adjustment. So maybe they don't have to make all the meds at weird hours of the day because they seem to always be missing the 6 a.m. dose of something or they, they're missing the 2 a.m. dose of something. Well, that's because nothing nothing else is do it too. So, you know, it sometimes those are hard to do every day. You don't want to report a medication, but that's the best practice is to, it's meant to establish patterns and then you have proof and then you can go forward from there making adjustments for your for the hospital, the policy, the protocols, whatever it may be. So um, just when you think it's not a very, um, it's a futile a futile effort to put forth when you're making those prisms, it's actually a good policy. Also, you want to do it because you want to cover yourself. You did recognize the problem. You did something about it, and then you did notify the doctor, and the patient was fine when you left. That is very positive and and um, concrete proof of you following the policy and the patient was fine and that actually exonerates you from the error itself so that if something else was going on it wasn't you it could have been um, another issue going on with the patient another time or after your shift so it's actually protecting you from other issues that might be going on and I hate to say it in a negative way but it's actually just very matter-of-fact and I would say any lawyer or you know advocate would tell you that um, it's never it's never wrong to do the right thing ever and um, I know I'm droning on and on about you know medical errors and what do you do and how do you feel and um, I will discuss further with you about what how do you move on from there so moving on from an error so geez I feel like crap. I don't know if I can be a nurse anymore. That's been some thoughts that go through some heads of nurses that I have read about and I've actually worked with. They felt so bad about their 
about what they did or their lack of experience or their ang- their anxiety or their worry about doing the wrong thing, that they felt the one error was a death sentence to them and you know the end of their career. And I have to say, please don't think that way. Please, please, please don't think that way. You've got several options that you can go to. Number one, errors happen. Very realistic. Matter of fact, don't make it the end of the day. Make it that it happens and move on. And it's like a car accident. They happen every day. So you have insurance and you move on. You've got your nursing staff, you got your managers, you got your chargers, you got doctors. It's okay that you had an error. I also I also have worked with someone, I was precepting them and she was almost done. So I was kind of leaving her alone. We were just going over a couple things. We had a patient with insulin drip and the insulin drip <clears throat> started beeping. And the, the nurse, I went in there and I go, oh, we need another bag of insulin. We need to call, we need to call pharmacy. And she says, well, I just hung a new bag of insulin an hour ago. And I go, well, it's dry. We checked the patient, the patient's not wet, the lines were in there. She had run the antibiotic and dialed it in for the insulin. So they had gotten that whole bag of insulin in an hour. 100 units and 100 mLs, big deal. So she, of course, I see her face drop and I said, okay, well the patient's on a vent, so they're breathing. So let's go ahead and check their sugar and it was still okay. I said, let's stop the let's stop the drip right now. Let's um, call the doctor. I go, let's get some D50 at the bedside and let's call the doctor. So we call the doctor. We're given D50. He calls back almost immediately. Luckily, it was the beginning, you know, the end of the shift, so we were able to kind of catch him really quickly, and um, you know, get things going. We had continued the tube feedings, and um, he had said to check the sugars every 15 minutes and um, for the next two hours because, um, and then, you know, cover with D50. You know, we have to stop and think. Number one, um, you know, she was panicking, but I I was trying to stay calm. I'm like, number one, the patient's stable. Number two, look at the vitals. Number three, we give them sugar. And luckily, we all know that that, um, regular insulin is fast acting. So we're not gonna have to worry about a long acting insulin all day. We just have to worry about the next few hours. So <clears throat> we checked the sugar every 15 minutes and it did get low, but it never got really low. We were able to continue our shift. We never started the drip again, but um, because the day shift would have done it, we just wanted to monitor to see how the patient had you know, lasting effects. And no lasting effects, the patient um, ended up you know, no, no different, better off. In fact, I think they went back on the insulin drip by the next day. So, but this nurse, um, she ended up quitting. She never even came back to her shift. She came and she um, called me later and said she couldn't do it anymore and she gave up. And I felt really bad because I felt like we did a really good job. I felt she did a really great job. I encouraged her and I said, this, you know, this is why we... Um, you take your time and you know I she never divulged as to why she felt that she needed to quit but I felt like I failed her and I want you guys to know that as a preceptor she did great and I would hope that she if anyone ever felt that they made an error that they had someone to go to I don't know if she felt she'd come to me but I felt we were pretty close 
And um, she did tell me that she was just anxious about being a brand new nurse again in the critical care. And I, I can't judge her for that, but she, she ended up not being a nurse anymore. And I don't think that's the route that we all should take because that's not necessary. We're out there to support each other. We're out there to help one another. And there are facilities out there that do not punish and use these errors as a opportunity for improvement. Um, if you feel the urge to talk to somebody or you feel like you can't report these things, then that's an issue because in the long run, you want your patients in the facility safe. You want best practices for the patients and best practices for the nurse. The doctors need to learn to trust you and the facility that they're in. And if things are hidden, then you can never actually find real problems. So um, I encourage everyone to feel empowered by new knowledge, feel empowered by support of their nurses. And I would hope that if they don't get it, they they find a place where they can get it because it's really important that we're all in this together as nurses. So um, I don't know, I feel kind of um, like I don't have my banter with my husband next to me and I felt like I might be um, lecturing just a little bit, but um, if you ever have any feedback for me or you know, let me know how you feel um, inspired or I could I was wrong about something or I helped you in some way, please let me know because um, I really enjoy sharing my experiences and my thoughts with you and um, I hope that you continue to listen. Thank you for um, taking the time to listen to my podcast and if you have any comments or concerns, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram at Becoming a Better Nurse. Uh, you can shoot me a message um, at GatorRN and Instagram as well. And I'm also on Facebook, Becoming a Better Nurse. You can message and message me um, or comment on anything I have there. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.